1: Asian markets are relatively subdued this morning following a third straight session of losses on Wall Street overnight. Tokyo, Sydney and Seoul, all in the red, but not by much. In the U.S. tech stocks led the sell-off. The Nasdaq finished down half a percent. The S&P 500 was down more than 1% in early trade, but erased most of their losses before the session's close. Joining me now for a deeper dive into the markets is Ryan Huang. How's Friday been looking so far, Ryan? No. Oh. Very close to the weekend, so I am already in the mood for it. How about you, Michelle? I am looking forward to the weekend as well. Yeah, nothing like Friday cheer to get the morning off. All right, Ryan, US President Donald Trump and his Democratic challenger Joe Biden were in the midst of a dueling town hall meetings they were supposed to be debating right now but trump pulled out over a disagreement on the format he didn't want to do a virtual debate the nbc town hall with trump has just concluded the abc town hall with joe biden has another 20 minutes or so to go so ryan with the u.s elections far from decided Some analysts say the markets have already moved past the November vote. They're looking further ahead. So has campaigning really just become white noise to investors?
0: That's a good question, Michelle. If you look at what is going on right now, if you look at the polls, for example, you have Joe Biden widening his lead against Donald Trump. And I am looking at the latest NPR PBS uh, NewsHour poll and it has... Biden at 54% versus Trump at 43%. So Biden has a double-digit lead. And that really shows or gives some market certainty in terms of how there is potentially going to be a sweep in the elections, potentially a blue sweep um, in the upcoming results. So that, I guess give some comfort to investors that, hey, maybe uh, this is the market certainty that they wanted. And of course, uh, we've been talking about stimulus measures for quite some time. And if Biden does have that strongly any measures to help revive the, econ- the economy will be more forthcoming.
1: Yeah. Let's turn to two factors that are influencing the markets, and that's jobs and COVID-19. Nearly 900,000 Americans filed for unemployment benefits last week. It's been at or near that level for more than seven months now, and this comes at a time that COVID-19 cases appear to be spiking again, both in the US and in Europe. Can you tell us more? Yeah, talking about
0: the stimulus measures, uh, this latest round of jobs data really lends the, the, the urgency uh, to how Uh, urgent it is, how important it is to have more money to help revive the economy. If you look at the jobless numbers or jobless claims numbers, uh, we are now at 898,000 and that is the highest levels in nearly two months. So really showing that maybe the jobs recovery picture may be stalling, more signs that is Uh, showing that's the case. And if you look at what's happening on the COVID-19 front, in Europe, that is painting a bit of a worrying picture. So far, Europe has recorded more than 7.4 million cases of um, COVID-19. And in France, particularly, it had a large jump uh, of around 30,000 cases. And this is up from nearly 22,000 the day before. And this is its largest daily rise in new cases. And it's not just France. You've got Italy, Poland, and Germany all reporting their largest um, daily rise numbers in recent um, weeks. So that is all pointing to potentially more lockdowns in many parts of Europe, which could, again, have a
1: knock-on impact on the rest of the economy. Now here at home, we have some good news on the COVID-19 front. Singapore and Hong Kong have agreed to open an air travel bubble. So once the new rules go into effect, travellers between the two cities won't need to quarantine so Ryan, is this good news for Singaporeans working in Hong Kong who've been unable to come back and visit their families? It could also be a release valve for people who want to shop and travel in Hong Kong. So what do you think? Are you <laughs> ready to take a trip to it Hong is Kong?
0: Good news for people looking out for a holiday because now a travel bubble is in the works. It could mm. come in a matter of weeks. So between Singapore and Hong Kong, leisure travel and business travel could be in, in the works. So this is on this is better than the green lanes that we have mm. in some countries, which is just for essential travel. And And what is interesting is what I'm looking at in terms of stock price reaction. So Hong Kong-listed Cathay Pacific yesterday on the news jumped as much as 7.8%. Shares of SIA also did well, up 0.6%. And this is important for both countries because you don't have a domestic network of uh, travel destinations for Mm. these two markets. Mm -hmm. So that is going to be good news for both both sides.
1: Well, I just checked the weather in Hong Kong. It's 24 degrees Celsius right now. Nice and cool. And I think that's one factor people consider as well when planning a trip to Hong Kong. Now, two other pieces of local news I want to dive into. Firstly, the government says it's ready to dip into Singapore's reserves again, if needed. DPM Heng Sui Kiat has told MPs this in parliament yesterday. Did he give any other details about the government's plans?
0: Yeah, so you had DPM Hang giving quite a long speech and it covered many areas. I'm going to pick on what I think stood out for me. And pretty much the sense is, you no, know, this is going to be a long journey and we need to be prepared for what's to come. And that means we need to start thinking about what to target in terms of um, help. We need to be more targeted in terms of measures. And It also means we need to start thinking about how we are going to grow some of these sectors because we need to spend money and that money needs to come from somewhere. We could take it from reserves, but we also need to think about how to generate that money for future generations. And one of the things that came out was how the fifth round of stimulus measures, the budget, um, that is partly comprised of delayed spending from future projects such as Changi Airport. So that is something that will continue to be uh, considered whether future projects need to be further delayed or pushed back, and also some potential policy um, measures to look at. Uh, they are looking at customized restructuring schemes for f- firms that need more tailored support in terms of repaying their loans. And talking about jobs, there is the consideration that they might extend the jobs growth initiative to hire ex-offenders, and that is going to be something that the Ministry of Manpower will announce in the time to come. And also something worth looking out for next week is a set of measures to support the nightlife businesses. So that could be something um, interesting to help revive the um, tourism scene, at least.
1: Yeah, so the second piece of local news is despite the weak economy, property sales have been strong once again. They hit a two-year high in September. What does this mean for prices? And is there any particular sector of the market that is standing out?
0: Yeah, talking about a two-year high, let's run through the numbers. We are looking at the month of September, 1,329. That is 5.6% more than August. And versus last year's same month, it was up 4.6%. So there is still quite a lot of appetite going by these numbers. And I think the big question now is with the URA clamped down on reissuing of OTPs, Will this have any impact? And so far, going by the early indications from Caveat's launch, the demand is still strong. So quite promising for the property sector if you look at what's happening with the URA numbers.
1: All right, regular listeners know that we like to approach headlines in a game show manner from time to time here on the program. So we have a special tech edition this morning. Ryan, I'm going to name a company, perhaps an obscure piece of regulation, maybe not, and you tell us game show style why it's in the headlines. Are you ready to play? All right,
0: let's go. Twitter. All right, Twitter in the news because it is or had suffered a outage. and Major. This major yeah. outage mm. apparently due to a program with, uh, issue of its API or Application programming interface and at the timing is interesting because mm. uh, they just had a bit of a editorial decision to limit the reach of reach of a New York Post story that claims to show some smoking gun evidence over Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden that. Really um, drags down his uh, presidential campaign chances.
1: Despite the outage, Twitter shares seem to be unaffected in after hours, trade currently trading marginally higher at about 46 US dollars a share. Next up, Amazon.
0: Amazon, we just had Amazon Prime Day, and they said many businesses in their marketplace made more than 3.5 billion dollars in total during Prime Day, and that is 60% more than last year.
1: Although, Amazon didn't disclose the total figure for Prime Day sales, just that third-party number. Mm. All right, Google.
0: Right, Google made a slew of announcements, and that is pretty much improving its search engine. And this includes better ability to answer questions with more specific answers, Mm -hmm. and some updates to Google Lens and search-related tools. So you could actually start to hum a song into Google, and it could identify what the song title is.
1: It's about time. I used to have an app called Soundhound that would do that.
0: That is still around.
1: Yeah. So I suppose it sounds like they've taken a leaf out of that. Let's check in on local markets, Ryan. The Straits Times Index tumbled one and a quarter percent yesterday to close at twenty five twenty three. Is it doing any better this morning?
0: All right. You've got the SGX pretty much tracking the rest of the region. Um, actually, right now it's taking a bit of a jump. It's up zero point seven percent. 2,402. Uh, the rest of the region were trading around the break-even point. So that is interesting to see. So if you take a look at what are the top movers this morning, uh, we have the likes of the banks. It's up 0.8% led by DBS. Got Wilma International clawing back some of those losses from yesterday after its Chinese unit went for um, its market debut on the Shenzhen Stock Exchange. So it's up by 1.3%. And looking at the other top movers, uh, we've got Capital Corp, it's up 1.1%. So far, looks like most of the STI
1: stocks are in the green. Sounds good. Ryan Huang there with Market View. I'm Michelle Martin. Friday, the 16th of October. More of the show straight ahead.
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg